So, as he stared through the tempest of leaves above him, watched the wind push against the side of their empty pulp nest, he couldn't help but to feel as though something was wrong. His hornets should have been home by now. He watched Aaron cross in from the south edge of the field, in from that place where the weeds were highest, where, though they had grown to four feet, the sickles never came, and he knew that he wouldn't be able to wait much longer. Aaron had likely been sent by the other to hurry him back. If a hornet didn't feather in soon, hinge and fold itself into one of those invisible spaces, Daniel would have to return to the orphanage with a head full of sorted worries. With notions of wingless hornets lying about the orchard, dead in clumps, ones that had somehow managed to drown themselves in dry puddles or catch their thin little legs in treacherous strips of red maple bark. Why do you always sit underneath that thing? Aaron slowed as he neared and kept his eye at the nest. Don't you remember that boy from Zrini Street? He was stung ninety-seven times just walking past one. They won't hurt me. Sure they won't. They won't. They're not what you think. Aaron smiled. I think they're hornets. Daniel smiled back. Anyway, they're not here. They're gone? All of them? Not gone, just not here. Sit down and wait with me until they come back, until at least one of them comes back. Aaron looked warily into the leaves and then crouched at the nape of the tree, balanced his narrow seat bone on one of the wily knotted roots that grew above ground. Samuel tried to convince us that you went back already, but we knew better. He's worried about being late for curfew. It's not time. Try telling him that. You know how he gets. I say we make him wait even longer, for lying. You finish your new one? I think so. But let's see it, then. Show me. Daniel wavered a moment, flitted with the aniline notebook in his lap, with its blue ribbon that sewn-in page marker that had once been ink-black. All right, he agreed, though he'd much rather not. He had gone over those steps twenty-odd times since noon, turning what had once been a bright moment in his day into a tedious thing, as all of his perfection-seeking tended to do. Daniel slid a white handkerchief out from beneath the back cover, took his time in unfolding it, in pinching it, in draping it from his fingertips just so. If hung low and light, was remindful of a wet cotton sheet lined out to dry on thin pins. See, Daniel said, swiveling it from the front to the back to the front again. It's white on all sides. He crumpled it into a ball, and then took Aaron's hands and cupped them, placed the handkerchief inside. Now, close your hands so we can't see it. Aaron had no sooner done so than Daniel said, Voila! Now, open your hands. That's it? That's it! Aaron's fingers splintered open, and from his palms there bloomed the silk crimson folds of a once white cotton cloth. In that moment there was silence, there was awe, there was magic. The two of them paused, stared down at the red, and said nothing. There was only the push of the wind, the fight of the leaves, the satisfied curve of Daniel's crooked mouth. You cheated. There's no such thing as cheating in magic. How, then? You know I can't tell you that. I know, I know, I know. Anyhow, I sort of like not knowing. 
Aaron leaned back on his hands and looked up into the leaves again. You know what? I bet the smoke drove them out. What smoke? In the clearing in the woods behind St. Joseph's. They're digging it up for some reason. Burning piles of brush. All of it? Aaron shrugged. Most of it. The light bled. The dust rose. Samuel's first impression of the trench was this, that it, like all things, reminded him of something he had read off in a book once. A page where a stock country road disappeared into the horizon, or a passage that described a dry and rockless riverbed, one whose wide curves had been emptied by long years of hard drought. Though, in real life, Samuel had seen neither. Looking out at it now, thinking on the volumes of books that he'd read, on the pages upon pages of creatures and towns and rooms that he knew of, but would never see.